Welcome to the A to Z Sports powered by BetMGM. I'm Austin Stanley. He is Zach Bingham. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at A to Z Sports. Like our Facebook page at A to Z Sports Nashville. We are Nashville's on-demand sports talk network. And we go live every weekday morning at 8 central time. We got to thank our sponsors because they truly do make it happen for us. And they help out you guys. Renters Warehouse Nashville, the professional landlords in the Nashville area. Renterswarehouse.com. Man, do the pulse of fitness for one 15-minute workout. Equals five plus hours in the weight room. Mandu.com, your first workout is free. Wilson County Hyundai, we were in Lebanon yesterday at their dealership. WilsonCountyHyundai.com to get your new ride. Calvin and Subtle for your brand new hardwood floors and finishings. Simply go to CalvinAndSubtle.com to see what they can offer you. And the Bone and Joint Institute, BoneandJointTN.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Again, BoneandJointTN.org. So there is no doubt, Zach, that the wide receiver position is the most fun. What? Let me interject real quick because I have to do something. Today is about accountability. Okay. You're going to cut me off like I, that? I, I am because this is very important. Austin, uh, we hold each other accountable. We hold each other accountable personally on the show, whatever it is. And there's something that I have to do that I have not done. Now, usually yeah, I, exactly I would just. what this is. Huh? I know exactly what this is. You haven't said a word to me about it. I am going to pay off a magic bucket bet that I have not paid off here in a couple of weeks. I've been in and out uh, of town, but I I picked a magic bucket a couple of weeks ago that I have to ride and die with a toboggan on the show. Do you remember that? I do remember that, and I haven't forgotten about it. I, you I haven't just, said anything. Well, yeah, because I'm not gonna. I'm gonna allow things to happen naturally. I was kind of uh, curious to see if you okay. would bring it up. Well, we're gonna ride. I'm also not insufferable, Hanks. where I'm just gonna harp on something like that. But forget, regardless, regardless, oh, you can go ahead oh, and picture to buy that. That's a big fat lie. And shout out to the guys that hanged in today. We're rocking Mac Nine. The Mac Nine beanie right here. Let's get this thing oh lined up right here. Shout out to Hang Ten, the Mac Nine Jordan era right there. So uh, if you're listening at home, you can tune in on on YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, or Twitter, and you can see that Mac Nine Hang Ten. Shout out there. Yeah. Speaking of wide receivers, and something else that we need to continue to hold you accountable for is that you thinking that Christian McCaffrey needed to become a wide receiver, and then he wouldn't rush for. 1,100 yards in a season, and Mark brings it up tasing. Yeah, we need to we need to tase you at some point. But again, Obviously, the, the, the pandemic, but the pandemic has, I, I think, <laughs> stopped that or delayed that. Let's just happening. be honest. Not a great time to go to the hospital or no. or something of that nature. Nature getting tased, and look, it's all precaution. I don't want to die. If I do die, this company, let's just say, it's not going to be the same. And so uh, we agreed a part of the pandemic. We have not forgot about the tasing. Yeah, yeah. Definitely going to get tased. I hope that you have to wear a clown mask here in a couple of weeks once Clowny gets signed. I'd rather do that than get million. tased. Yes, I'd rather do that. There's been plenty of lightning in the area over the last seven days. Uh, I, I'm good with not being tased, uh, but you do get the tase. So back to what I was saying before the beanie came out is that the wide receiver position is by far – the most fun and the sexiest position to talk about with the NFL draft. And luckily for us, as we cover the Titans and for you guys, the Titans fans, you get to talk about the wide receiver position because the Tennessee Titans absolutely need help at wide receiver high in the draft, whether it's a first round draft pick or a second round draft pick. We've, we definitely need to talk about these wide receivers in depth because Zach tomorrow is draft month. And it's going to start really getting amped up uh, for what the Titans need to do when it comes to the NFL draft and the wide receiver position. Yeah, well, and uh, look, uh, this is a testy subject here on the show, uh, but it all stems back to their decision on Corey Davis to not pay him. They felt that he was not worth $12.5 million per year. I guarantee Corey Davis, if the Titans were willing to pay that, he would have stayed in Nashville. They were not. They let him walk to the New York Jets. So you got to find a new guy. You got to find a a draft pick. And look, Josh Reynolds is not going to check that box. I think he can become reliable, but with that contract that $1.7 million, 
which is pretty, I mean, it's not even pretty. It is, it's pretty to the team. Yeah. That's how team friendly it is. They're going to have to replace Corey Davis and they're going to have to give AJ Brown and Ryan Tannehill some help on the outside because they don't have a tight end as well. So this is a massive draft. Also, we talked about this last year. You were you were all in on going getting a wide receiver last year. They decided not to do that. I said, hey, look, whoa, 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 hold up. Because if you look at the 2021 draft, they are peppered all over sure. the place with some quality wide receivers. Well, and, and next year's draft's gonna be the same way. Not but, like this year's. Well, I mean, this the, year's uh, is, is college football is going to always pump out high-end wide receivers at a decent volume for the next several years because of what the college game is doing. But but with, it's not like the Corey Davis draft where three guys went in the top 10 and then there was a huge gap. Okay. Regardless, uh, yes, the Titans should have drafted a wide receiver in the mid to late rounds last year. No, they so they have better depth going into this year and experience, and they don't have that. They have A.J. Brown, Josh Reynolds, and a bunch of practice squad guys. That's why you draft one this year. Because and they're going to have to rely heavily on a rookie to come in and perform at a high level in a championship window, uh, which is a gamble. But, you know, they they struck gold with A.J. Brown two drafts ago. Everything so, is a gamble. Here's, here's, what, um, here's what I believe today. The Titans will tip their hand today about two wide receivers because there are two massive, massive pro days that are happening today and they're in different states and Mike Vrabel and John Robinson cannot be in both places. It is impossible for both of them to be in both places. And I don't know what they're going to do. I haven't seen if Titans brass has been spotted in Baton Rouge, Louisiana or in Gainesville, Florida, because LSU and Florida pro days are happening Today, starting this morning, Jamar Chase did 23 bench press reps at 225. So dude's been working out ever since he opted out of last season. That's a big deal. Kyle Pitts, Kadarius Toney will be working out in Gainesville. And Terrace Marshall Jr., teammate of Jamar Chase, will be working out at LSU. And so wherever the Titans go, because John Robbins and Mike Vrabel, these guys are tied at the hip. They like going to these places together. They, remember the, the tweet that Vrabel sent out that went viral about going after Lawan? John and Mike like to go together. So if the Titans brass show up to LSU, does that mean Terrace Marshall Jr. is a better option for them at 22 overall than Kadarius Tony if they skip out on Kadarius Tony's pro day? I, I find this interesting because you know, John Lynch said about going to Matt Jones's pro day instead of Justin Fields that, you know, when you pick third overall, you don't have to be secretive. You know, you just go to where you want to go. Shanahan said that, but Shanahan, but they're together too. So Shanahan said that, but uh, about Matt Jones in the third pick. So I think that it, it means a, a great deal to see where John Robinson and Mike Vrabel are at today, either LSU or Florida. What if they split? What if they do split up? What then do you think tells, about that? Then, that? then that makes me excited about the possibility of either guy. And, and I, I don't know if that's what they're going to do. Like the, the Tennessee Titans organization will be represented at both pro days, LSU and Florida. But where are the GM and the head coach? That's a big deal. If the GM and head coach split up, that tells me that they're very serious about Marshall and Tony and potentially other players that are going to come off of those rosters as well. But they typically, you know, road trip this thing together. So I'm very intrigued to find out where J-Rob and Vrabel are at this morning. So Tony, 5'11", 190, speedster guy, projected to go in the first round, uh, can catch the ball. He's got good hands. Had a 984 yards receiving last year in 2020 and 10 touchdowns. 10 touchdowns being the big, uh, big stat of that. And then you've got Terrence Marshall Jr., in which we've talked about, he is the big, tall, uh, reach wide receiver. Not reaches, and you're going to reach to get him, as I'm talking about length. Link, Six, yeah. four, 200 pounds. And he had a big year. He had 10 touchdowns himself in 2020. Now, Tony was hurt in 2019, so his numbers were not as good. Terrence Marshall Jr. in 2019 with Joe Burrow, 13 touchdowns. I mean, he's been a beast for LSU the last couple of years with a number one overall pick quarterback and with a quarterback carousel that was LSU last year. I, I do think this will be very big to see where 
Tennessee goes as far as are you going to get the big outside wide receiver or are you going to replace Adam Humphreys in which you let essentially release because he wasn't worth the money you were paying him. Yeah, and, he, and the concussion is a significant thing and cost him the rest of the season after that legal hit, for sure. So he, he was still under contract, and he still got signed by somebody. So yeah, like by Washington, and I, yeah, I he was overpaying. Like figure. John Robinson, all of these actions say that Adam Humphreys was not worth the money. Just like Corey Davis was not worth the money that they were going to get paid or were being paid this past season. Right. So when you're when we're talking specifically about these two wide receivers today, Kadarius Tony of Florida and Terrace Marshall Jr. Uh, from LSU, very different, but they both have something in common. Lack of consistent productivity because of injuries. Tony has had hamstring issues. He's had some other, you know, soft tissue injuries. And Terrace Marshall Jr. missed uh, his first year at LSU with a significant ankle injury. And then he was playing behind Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase still scored 13 touchdowns that year, but Joe Burrow threw for like 800. So, I mean, it, it's pretty crazy of the amount of uh, touchdowns that Marshall scored. Jack Gentry brought this up last week, Zach, that Terrace Marshall Jr. Has 106 career receptions. He's got 23 touchdowns in those 106 uh, career receptions at LSU. That's an insane rate of being able to get in the end zone. And so it's very intriguing. So let's get to this question, Zach. Let's ask, would you rather the Titans draft a slot or an outside wide receiver high in the draft? Because that's what we're talking about. You got, you got Tony or Marshall. Those are two prototypes of Tony the slot, Marshall the outside. Would you rather the Titans draft a slot or an outside wide receiver high in the draft? But first, let me tell everybody, about the workout I'm doing later on today, and that's Mandu. Mandu is the pulse of fitness where one 15-minute workout equals five-plus hours in the weight room. Mandu.com, your first workout is absolutely free, and you might laugh at something being a 15-minute workout and it being worth it, but the science is real. Full-body electronic muscle stimulation, that stuff is legit. You will feel actual soreness. You will build real functional muscle. You can target that hard-to-burn body fat and achieve your fitness goals, whether it is to gain or lose. Mandu can help you achieve those goals at mandu.com. Your first workout's free. A to Z Sports. Hey, I, I did my Mandu workout yesterday. Absolutely energized me back uh, coming back in the work week. Don't forget, download the BetMGM app. It's absolutely free, and they're actually going to give you promotional money, which is absolutely awesome. Six one five or BetMGM. The code is ATOZ Sports. That's code ATOZ Sports. They'll hook you up right there. Download the app today. All right. So the question is, who would you rather the Titans draft, a slot or an outside wide receiver? Uh, just going to go ahead and read some comments. Mark says outside. Ronnie says, just go big slot. <laughs> so he's going with a point forward. It's like uh, A.J. Big, Brown, big yeah, slot. Big slot. Uh, well, A.J. Brown is not a slot receiver. He typically plays the X where he's on the line of scrimmage. Corey Davis he, was technically playing. He was a slot, slot receiver in college. Right, but for what the, how the Titans use him, they use him as an X. Uh, Steph says slot. Reynolds can make team man the outside for the time being. Marquis says slot. Ed Rogers says Kadarius Tony. Dustin says outside. Steph says Tony would be electric. Uh, Caleb says high in the draft. You go outside wide receiver. Donald says uh, outside. Give him Marshall Jr. Uh, Jeff Rubel says out of those two, Tony and Marshall, he likes Terrace Marshall Jr. Steven says slot wide receiver. I believe Josh Reynolds can become wide receiver too. Uh, Brian says outside. Ronnie outside. Dion outside. Uh, Wesley says draft outside high in the draft. Titans wide receiver two needs to be able to block for Henry. Uh, King Judah says outside, go get a slot guy later on in the draft. Uh, Brandon says, who's got the yak? I, both these guys got the yak, but if you're talking about the better yak ability between Tony and Marshall, it's absolutely Kadarius Tony. It's hard to tackle that guy in a phone booth. Yeah, it, it is. And so I, I liked the comment, and I have to go back to it, and say and outside wide receivers early in the draft. Now, the funny thing is, is if you look at the last – uh, let's say in the last several years, the Titans with with uh, Tajay Sharp, he was an outside wide receiver they drafted in the later rounds. Fifth round, and then yeah. they used the third round pick on, who's the guy they uh, traded to Cleveland? Taylor. Ta 
Tyra, say again. Taywan Taylor, man. Yeah, yeah, Taywan Taylor. I, that didn't work out at all. Now he couldn't run the right routes. He could not be reliable on the field. But I like Terrence Marshall Jr. when it comes to drafting higher. If you're going to get you use your 22nd overall pick, or you're going to trade to to move up and down in the first round or in the high second and you're able to get an outside wide receiver, I like drafting those guys higher. Yeah. And I believe uh, I, I believe that on the slot guys, you can get better value in the later rounds. Yeah. Um, I, I If I'm looking at these two guys, I if, if I'm a Titans fan like you guys are, I would hope that John Robinson and Mike Vrabel are at LSU's Pro Day. Uh, that's that's where I think you need to go look at Terrace Marshall Jr. and see what his skill set is, what's his top end speed, how well can he get in and out of routes? Because I think that's a better draft pick. If you're thinking about going wide receiver in the first round, I would rather go Marshall over Tony. I, I kind of agree that I think I, I think uh, you have to go outside wide receiver earlier in the draft. I think the Titans need to draft multiple wide receivers this year, regardless of if it's a first or second round pick. It's just going to get very interesting because you don't know how quickly these guys are going to go off the board. We'll talk here in a second about Chase, Smith, and Waddle and what order those guys are going to come off. Then you've got Bateman, Marshall, Tony, uh, who else? Elijah Moore, Rondale Moore, Tutu Atwell from Louisville is getting a lot of play. So there's a lot of names in this wide receiver draft that you can really, really like. It's just what type of skill set are you looking for? And Tony is super electric. I just don't know if I can trust him to stay healthy. And the Titans cannot afford to draft somebody who has lingering soft tissue injuries. And he had a great season this past year and did stay healthy and caught 10 touchdowns. But that's just one out of the three years he was at Florida. Yeah, and we we had a good comment coming in, and I believe in this. Mark says, do not draft a wide receiver round one. I don't think they should. I don't know if they will, uh, but I, I don't think they – at 22, you need defensive pass rush help. That's where you, you need to target late in the rounds, especially if all these quarterbacks are going to go off the board in the first 15 picks. Now, you could get – you could get value, Austin. It works the same way for wide receivers because we will talk about the big three wide receivers at the top of this draft here shortly. That means your chances of getting maybe some of uh, the value at wide receiver at 22 will be there because this is a quarterback-heavy draft. It is, um, but it's very top-heavy in that. And so the wide receivers are also have a lot of top-heavy. You could have three wide receivers, and if you include Kyle Pitts, four pass catchers go in the top ten, when, along with four or five quarterbacks. That I mean, would be insane. wild. Yeah, and then Penny Sewell. Like, there's your top ten, right? Your top ten could literally be four quarterbacks, four pass catchers, Penny Sewell, and maybe another quarterback or, like, uh, Patrick Sertan corner from Alabama. Like it's going to be so crazy of how this top 10 pans out. And so like, you know, you say you got to go edge rusher in the first round. Like maybe I, I feel like it with the, where the Titans are picking at 22nd. It's so tough because they've got pressing needs at wide receiver, edge rusher and corner. I don't know who's going to be available when they're on the clock at 22 and what is available for them to move down. Because here's what I do know is there's going to be a lot of really talented players that go early on in the second round that the Titans can't get with their 53rd overall draft. Well, they'd have to trade up. Yes. And if you're talking, I think, I think the richest round for the wide receiver draft is early second round. That's where you're going to see like Elijah and Rondale Moore pit maybe come off the board, whether it's Marshall that slips out of the first round or, or whoever else it may be. But I think the second round is a great spot to get a wide receiver. I just don't know who you're going to get. If you're at 53, you got to maybe maneuver around a little bit. All right. So let's talk about Elijah Moore real quick, because that's a guy that I, you know, I absolutely love. He went to Ole Miss. What do you think about the emergence of Elijah Moore creeping into the first round because of how Alvin Kamara has changed the game in the NFL at the position he plays? And Elijah Moore can do all the things in space, 
quick, reliable, can go deep and get on the back half of the the the, the defense if he's covered by a linebacker. He's just so versatile. Okay, uh, what what do you think? Well, explain further uh, you know, because I, I don't watch every Ole Miss game like you do. I know Elijah Moore is a beast. I've seen his highlights, but why why do you bring up running back Alvin Kamara with Elijah Moore? Just I'm curious, like what what's five the to a, five to a player? That's why I bring him okay. up. You okay. can, Elijah Moore can do it all. He can go in motion and do jet sweeps. He can it, take screens. He can get on the back half of the defense behind corners. This is all in college, obviously, right? Yes. We don't know anything about Lane the Kiffin's offense. He runs. He runs very good routes. He's reliable. He has good hands. All of these things stack up with what Elijah Moore's attributes are. I, I think it would be a picture perfect pick for the Tennessee Titans. I don't know. I don't think they will be in the right position to attain him, but I wouldn't be surprised if he climbs up boards because of all the things that he does. That's why I, the, the five tool is the comparison. Yeah, it, The fact is he's five, nine, he's listed at five, nine. I don't know if he's actually five, nine, but he's five, nine, one eighty four. Like, are you drafting a five, nine, one eighty four guy as fast as he might be? And as, as, as dynamic as he might be, uh, that's not big. Kadarius Tony uh, is bigger. He's got fifteen to twenty pounds. Um, you can't uh, on, catch him. Doesn't matter how big you are. No, I get that. And and Tyree Kill has changed that. So you're talking about maybe Alvin Kamara, but Tyree Kill is somebody who has <clears throat> changed their perception on the smaller wide receivers that are that damn fast. You know, you know Elijah Moore. I'm just on ESPN's big board just because it's easy to get to. They have Elijah Moore as the 38th overall player. They've got Kadarius Toney as the 21st overall player and Terrace Marshall Jr. at 31. So uh, I, I I like I think, Elijah. I think Elijah Moore is going to go earlier. I, I think somebody's going to say reach on him because of what all he does. And Teron brings it up. He attacks the ball very similarly to what we've seen about A.J. Brown. He wants that bread. He's not waiting for that bread to come in the basket. Well, you remember when AJ was watching the show last week and we talked about Elijah Moore and he said Elijah's going to be gone by 53? Like, I, I don't think Elijah Moore's available at 53 overall. So, but is he valuable enough to trade around your two third round picks because you got the compensation for that? I, is is that enough collateral and justification to go up and get a guy like that? I would love that. I am kind I of I'm I of would, the mindset of the same way of AJ Brown. I said this last year. You go get AJ Brown at all costs. Now, luckily, because of how the draft fell, fell they they, they uh, found attained him, him a couple of years yeah, ago. Yeah, 51 overall. AJ Brown was sitting there like, oh wow, okay. But so here's how I would do about it. I I would not trade up to go get Elijah Moore. I would trade back to go get Elijah Moore. So I'm thinking of it of can you get out of 22 overall? I don't know, slide back somewhere uh, to get an Elijah Moore draft pick rather than give up one of those third-round draft picks because you can trade compensatory picks now. That's a new rule. So they can trade that 100th overall pick that they got for Jack Conklin last offseason losing him. So, and and Danny's right, 22 is a, real, a weird spot. Um, you know, if can you trade back and get an extra pick and also get Elijah Moore. Where's maybe. that fifth wide receiver and where are that fifth quarterback, excuse me, and that sixth quarterback, right? Because that's why teams trade usually. I mean, teams trade for other reasons because of team need and do, value. Do you see somebody trading up to get uh, Kyle Trask at 22 overall? <sighs> I, no. I don't. I don't. Absolutely not. I mean, and, and the, guy, fifth, the fifth quarterback I feel like has gotten – the quarterbacks have gotten so much steam in this draft. I I don't see five quarterbacks going in the top 10, but if you told me that happened, I would be like, well, it makes sense because Tom Brady's about to leave here in the next couple of years. Drew Brees just left. Patrick Mahomes has already proven if you get the right guy, you can win Super Bowls right out of the gate. All these teams are just trying to find their right signal caller that are young, cream of the crop, get their pick, and start building their franchise. Here's, here's the hard part about trading out of 22 is that and trading back. Any player that happens to fall down the board that's realistic to fall down the board 
that's available for somebody that wants to come up and get 22 for, and the Titans move back, the Titans are probably happy with drafting as well. Like, who's, who is somebody jumping up from the late 20s to 22 overall to go get that the Titans wouldn't draft? Like, all, all those guys who might fall like a J.C. Horn, like one of the edge rushers, uh, like one of these wide receivers, the Titans are going to draft that guy at 22 instead of trading back. That's how I see this. There's there's not the Jordan Love situation that happened last year that screwed the Titans. And Kenneth brings up somebody that might be a good uh, thought. Najee Harris or Travis Etienne. I, I don't know if anybody's going to trade up to get a running back, but Najee Harris and Travis Etienne are really good running backs. And I just, I don't know, maybe if one of them goes late teens, let's say the Dolphins take Najee Harris at 18 overall, and then somebody wants to jump up and take the other uh, right around the early 20s. I, I don't know, but there's not a quarterback that's going to fall that far. And anybody else that falls that far, the Titans are most likely going to draft that guy instead of get out. Yeah, and my final issue before we move on, the Titans have to draft a pass rusher to probably replace Harold Landry Jr. Or the third, excuse me. You have to play. Harold Landry is a second-round pick. He doesn't get a fifth-year option. This is his contract year. You just signed Bud Dupree. Harold Landry most likely is going to get a big contract from somebody else. That is my opinion. It may not happen. The Titans may re-sign him. But if I'm John Robinson, I need to go get better value with a pick in that first round or high second if you're going to trade, if you get the, the trade you want. But you have to have his backup ready for the next three to four years. That's what I value. Number one is replacing Harold Randley III if you don't plan on re-signing him. And it's too hard to tell because it's too early because the season hasn't started. You have to remember yeah. that. Yep. Yeah, there was a comment that I wanted to read that I that uh, was good info. And uh, it goes along with uh, a text I just received too. MD Phillips says, according to Jim Nagy on Twitter, Mike Vrabel is not one of the five coaches at Florida's Pro Day. Um, we don't – we know somebody – I just got a text from Buck. The Titans do have somebody at Florida Pro Day. Buck wasn't sure if it was John Robinson or if it's Mike Vrabel. But as, as Nagy just said that on Twitter, that Mike Vrabel's not one of five head coaches at Florida's Pro Day. Meaning, are they in Baton Rouge? I mean, I, I think if you're going to be out somewhere today, you're either at Florida or you're at LSU, maybe Notre Dame. Those are the three big Pro Days today. I would be at LSU. Same. Yeah. We yeah. I like other I like other players at LSU as well, e even later on, like the a couple linebackers and a safety, uh, Jacoby Stevens and Cox. I think those are some nice prospects you can get in the mid in the middle rounds there too. All right, Zach, let's talk more wide receivers and let's talk about the wide receivers at the top of the draft. Who is the best wide receiver in the entire draft this year? But first, tell everybody about the best hardwood floors you can find. I think this is the best question we've had because it is the hardest question. There's a lot of nuance to this, and there's a lot of nuance to your house. You know, you, you got to look at it and say, let's get all this carpet, this bad carpet up, and let's renovate our home. Let's get a fresh look. Let's get a fresh look like this hardwood floor. CalvinandSuttle.com is where to go, or 615 448-6414. You can visit them online. They're trusted right here in Middle Tennessee. A to Z Sports trusts them. You can trust them. That's why we endorse them. They're great people. They'll take care of you, and they're efficient. That's the best part. When you're renovating your home, you want it quick. You want it done effectively, efficiently, but also in a good amount of time. You don't want to wait two, three, four months. You won't have to do that. Once you pick out this perfect hardwood floor for you and your family, one to two weeks Order the material and install. That's how it goes. You can't beat that. It's a great suggestion for your wife and your family. CalvinandSubtle.com. Don't forget, download the BetMGM app, the king of sports books, and the title sponsor of A to Z Sports, BetMGM. Download the app. Use our bonus code ATOZ Sports, and you get a risk-free bet for up to 600 bucks with your first deposit. 
in with your first bet. That risk-free bet is incredible. You can do a lot of fun things with that, uh, with what BetMGM is giving you. And just because there's no March matchups tonight doesn't mean you're not getting parlay boosts. Because I woke up this morning, Zach, and guess what? More parlay boosts in my account right there to, to, to tempt me on maybe to play some NBA or hockey action tonight. So BetMGM, I, I did win the Hornets minus four and a half against the Wizards. Uh, but uh, I'm going to, again, I'm going to get to my throwing shade at the end of the show. But again, visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. You must be 21 years or older. Must be present in Tennessee and for gambling problem support. Call the Tennessee red line at 800-889-9789. I got destroyed last night. <laughs> All my, I had two money parlays. I'm talking worth about 400 bucks. And the L.A. Clippers lose to the damn Orlando Magic. I don't understand it. And so Kawhi Leonard, and I watched some of the end of that game this morning, uh, unfortunate. But that's how it goes. That's the fun of it. Um, And, you know, that's the way the cookie crumbles sometimes. I'm getting back on the saddle tonight with some NBA action on BetMGM, though. All right. Who is the best wide receiver in this year's draft? That's the question we're asking Kenneth says Jamar Chase. Steven says Devontae Smith, the Heisman Trophy winner, is his guy. Ronnie says Chase. Uh, uh, Donald says, Donald Bell says Devontae Smith. Sir says Chase. Jared says Chase is the best in his opinion. Uh, Kevin says Chase. Elijah Moore, LOL, uh, from Maven. Devontae Smith, he just won the Heisman and is still scoring touchdowns at Ohio State from Brent. I mean, that was incredible. Just an incredible performance. Uh, through for Devontae Smith in the way that Sark used him. Yo, it's it's amazing. And like every every offensive coordinator who thinks that they're imaginative and creative with their offense should be drooling over what Sark did with Devontae Smith last year. Which is why I thought the Tennessee Volunteers should have made a run at Steve Sarkeesian, and I think he's going to do pretty well and make Texas football exciting. And that is awesome. That's where you were right. You were Thank absolutely you. Thank you, you. Credit, credit. You were absolutely right on, on Sark. Sark. Sark's new wife, who's a health coach, life coach, former track coach. <laughs> I mean, that's it changes the guy's life. He's you, did, you did the research. That was a deep prediction that – so it, it it definitely is correct because he got the Texas job. You get the Texas job, you've won, right? Especially of where he came from. I I was on the other end of that. So I, look, I'll admit that was absolutely correct on your part. Thank you. All right, Zach, who is the best wide receiver in this draft in your mind? Oh, man. I really struggle because you kind of have two things going on here. Alabama open, the hashtag Alabama open. God, I should make that shirt. Why, why uh, we can be making money off of that Alabama open. That's the one thing that kills Alabama quarterbacks and the pros, but it makes a lot of Alabama wide receivers money. And there's been wide, Alabama wide receivers that have had a ton of success in the NFL, Mari Cooper, Julio Jones, just to name a couple, but he, Devontae Smith was outstanding. Amazing running away from guys and getting out in space. We mentioned Sark. Jamar Chase had Joey Burrow, right? Like, he had the benefit of the best performance in college football history in a singular season. Let's not forget that, like, it was different this year because it was a COVID season, and so we viewed it differently. We weren't as in tune to college football this past year. But Matt Jones put up comparable numbers to Joey Burrow this past season in a 10-game SEC-only schedule. Like, let's not forget that. Like, Mac Jones did do that. True. And it now definitely he did got have all these, and Jalen Waddle got hurt. Like Mac Jones, we're still sleeping on the stats that he put up and, and forgetting about it because Joe Burrow was that phenomenal the year before. And it's because it's Alabama. We are so numb and used to Alabama. And the fact that LSU, that was the first time they won a national championship since Les Miles, right? So, yeah, like 2006. Six. So, like that's I think why it got enough credit. But listen, Joey Burrow was cerebral in college football the year that he won the national championship. So, but my answer, I think that the NFL and the teams, I think Jamar Chase will be the first person to go, first wide receiver to go off the board. So I think he is my answer. I think this is a really tough question. It's a, and we haven't even talked about Jalen Waddle. Is he right. in this conversation? Oh, absolutely. 
Jim, I mean, he, the fact that he returned to actually like try to play in the national title game, it did play. Look, he made all of us hurt like watching him play with the ankle in that game. But the fact that he got back and was able to do that, I think, is a testament to his personality and his drive. Zach, are you ready for some uh, Jamar Chase pro day updates? Please. So I already mentioned he's uh was was listed at six foot uh two hundred, just over two hundred pounds. He did 23 reps on the bench press at 225, which I think for a wide receiver who's not DK Metcalf, AJ Brown type build, 23 reps is pretty insane. Then his vertical jump was 41 inches. His broad jump was 11 feet. His broad jump was 11 feet. That is nuts. That is absolutely insane. I don't think he's gotten to the 40 yard uh, dash yet. Uh, but I, I, I do think Jamar Chase is just a different athlete right now. And he the fact that we kind of lose sight over what he can do because he didn't play last year is something that we have to remember. And Josh brings up a good point. Chase was even better than Justin Jefferson during that run. And Justin <laughs> Jefferson just made the Pro Bowl as a rookie with Kirk Cousins throwing to him in Minnesota. And he was second in the Rookie of the Year vote running b- behind Justin Herbert because of the quarterback, right? Right, and, and Jamar Chase was better than Justin Jefferson. We're leaving Kyle Pitts out of this, correct? I think for the sake of, of having a conversation about the wide receiver position, yes. Okay, now, I just want to make sure. Open- yeah, if you want to open up, I think Kyle Pitts is one of the best players in the entire draft. I think he is the yeah, he's the best wide receiver tight end. So he's I the best think he's number catcher. one. Kyle Pitts is the best offense offensive player, not quarterback, in the entire draft. I agree. So I'm glad we put him aside. Is your answer Chase? Yeah. Yeah. Who's second? Second's where I, I find this is is interesting because it's between the Alabama guys. And you've got Waddle, who was getting more press than Smith before the injury. Before Jalen Waddle hurt his ankle, he was the number one guy. And then Smith has the opportunity to rise and do that because Waddle wasn't there. Like, how would we feel about Devontae Smith if Jalen Waddle never broke his ankle? Differently. I mean, we knew that, though, right? He, Smith would still be a first round draft pick. But would he be top 10? Probably not. So here's a question. Let's compare Alabama wide receivers from, I guess, last year. You had Henry Ruggs and you had Jerry Judy. Yeah, they're just stacked. Who like, had the better year? Uh, in, of, of rookies? Yes. Between Judy be- and Ruggs? I think they both had their struggles. I think Jerry Judy maybe had the better year. I'm not really sure, to be honest. All right, so looking at this, Henry Ruggs for Las Vegas, 452 yards and only two touchdowns. Jerry Judy, oh, Jerry Judy did. 856 yards and three touchdowns. Still not like, whoa, that's a first-round pick type numbers, but – but the, you know, the Broncos had quarterback issues, so you can't like the fact. What was wrong with the Raiders? Nah, uh, their defense. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So Jerry Judy was better than Ruggs. We all knew that. Um, and do you think Waddle can be better than Smith? Because he's probably uh, going to get drafted by a better team. I don't know. I don't see. I, I've seen a lot of drafts that have Smith going third behind Chase and Waddle. It's a it's a complete toss up. Would you like, ever see them? I mean, look, where are they projected on going? Now, th- here's a question: You're a draft guy. Where are they projected going? And is there a possibility the Titans could trade up to get one of them? No, there's no purpose. I'll answer this your second question first. There's no point in the Titans trading up to get one of these wide receivers. You're giving up too much to go get Even somebody. Even if it's two picks just to jump somebody who maybe they're not like so you're saying move up to like 19? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nothing huge. Because I mean I I I don't know where these wide receivers are going to go. I think that is because of the quarterback being uh and Kyle Pitts that we've talked about being so heavy in this draft. One of the three guys is going to fall. 
Let me let me pull up a mock draft real quick. Uh, let me. I'll pull up a mock draft and we'll talk about this. But first, tell everybody about Wilson County Hyundai. I absolutely can. We broadcasted there yesterday live from Wilson County Hyundai. They are a great dealership, the best dealership. Payne Bone and his team will hook you up. Shout out to my man Ty, who actually bought a Hyundai from Wilson County Hyundai. We need more folks like Ty. Be like Ty. WilsonCountyHyundai.com. You can go and check out their inventory. I have a Hyundai. I absolutely love it. The Hyundai Sonata. They also have the Palisade, which is their SUV. They have 2021s in stock today, which are hard to find. WilsonCountyHyundai.com. Tell them A to Z Sports sent you, and you will get money off. They will help you out in the price negotiations if you mention us. WilsonCountyHyundai.com. All right, A to Z Sports. I've got a uh, live draft happening on the Draft Network right now. Uh, Trevor Lawrence just goes number one. Uh, Zach Wilson and Mac Jones go two and three. The Falcons take Trey Lance. Jamar Chase. Oh, no, wait, what Bengals. was that? What was that for the Falcons? <clears throat> the Falcons took, look, this is a simulation. <laughs> this is a simulation. Live simulation here to see what happens. So, again, Trevor Lawrence won. Then Zach Wilson, Mac Jones. Trey Lance, four. Jamar Chase off the board. Five to the Bengals. Kyle Pitts. Tied in six to the Miami Dolphins. If you're the Bengals, would you rather have Kyle Pitts or Jamar Chase? Jamar Chase, who's your quarterback? It's just you're just recreating Joey Burrow to Chase. Take that. When was the last time that happened where a number one overall pick or a high end quarterback got the guy that they had success with at their same college school? in which they had success again in the NFL. I mean, I, I can name one uh, back in the 90s, but it wasn't in the NFL. It was in the Arena League with <laughs> with the Nashville Cats and the Tennessee Connection. I don't know if you remember that. Uh, the the quarterback, Pat, uh, who Andy Kelly and uh, Fleming. <laughs> the Tennessee Connection for the Nashville Cats. That's what I got. All right, so back to the simulation. I paused it after Pitts went six to the Dolphins. So the Lions are on the board at seven. They take uh, at seven. They take Jalen Waddle right there. The Panthers at eight take Penay. They got to they got to replace Ga- uh, Galladay. Yeah, the the Bronco and Marvin Jones. The Broncos uh, take uh, Justin Fields at number nine. Makes sense. The, the Cowboys at ten take Patrick Sertan out of Alabama. They need defense. The Giants take Devonte Smith, and then the Eagles went. Rashad Bateman. I mean, we could keep draw, you know, doing this thing out till we get to the Titans at 22. All right, so I think that confirmed. These three guys are going to be long gone by the time even the Titans are sniffing the draft in the first round, right? Yeah, no doubt. All right. I just wanted to confirm that. Okay. Yeah, good. I'm glad you did confirm that. I mean, I'm just going to let this, this draft simulation go, and we'll just see what – All right, let's just do a live prediction. What do you think this live draft simulation – is and we should do this closer to the draft. Who do you think they are going to pick for the Titans? All right. Well, we're on the Bears just pick. Uh, the Colts are on the clock. We're the Titans are about to be on the clock. We have a trade offer. We have a trade offer. So this is a trade from the Ravens can move back to 27th overall. I'm just going to decline it for the purposes of this uh, this situation. So available on the board, Jalen Phillips. Uh, Jeremiah Owosu from Notre Dame, uh, Aziz Ojolari and Quiddy Pay are on the board. Wide receivers, Terrace Marshall Jr. off the board at 15. Rashad Bateman off the board at 12. Uh, J.C. Horn, corner, went off the board at 19 to the Washington team. Um, and then I don't see Who are Caleb, they pick? Caleb Farley is available. The Virginia Tech corner who had back surgery, so I think in this situation, I like I like to play for Caleb Farley, who is kind of like a Jeffrey Simmons, maybe. Where the reason why he's available to you at that point is because he had an injury. He's a better player than twenty second overall. So I'm going to roll the dice. I'm going to take Caleb Farley, corner out of Virginia Tech, for the simulation. I'll go Quitty Pay. Pay would be good. That that would be a very good situation for the Tennessee Titans. If that were the case, if you had your pick between Quiddy Pay, Jalen Phillips, Ojolari, and Caleb Farley, Farley uh, that's where I, I would I like that option. Who did the draft simulator simulate? No, I, I picked Caleb Farley. I had the control. You couldn't simulate it. 
Well, no, because I chose to pick for the Titans in that situation. Oh, okay. Uh, then that. You don't, I guess you don't. You don't know how it works. You're not a draft. I'm guy. not the no. I, I no. That's okay. You don't. You don't always have to be. All right. So let's get to this topic. Let's talk about other wide receivers. We talked about the big name wide receivers near the top with uh, you know Chase and Marshall from LSU, the Alabama guys, Tony a little bit, Elijah Moore, and others. I want to know your wide receiver draft crush this year, and I've got a mid round guy that I think would be a really good steal overall. But first, let me tell you guys about the Bone and Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org. If you missed our Doc Talk segment yesterday, highly suggest go to our YouTube, type in A to Z Sports, and watch that with Dave Kempert, who is the Director of Physical Therapy at the Bone and Joint Institute. We talked about Bud Dupree's ACL rehab, and Dave was phenomenal yesterday. So go check that out, Doc Talk, presented by the Bone and Joint Institute. Whenever that injury happens in life, Make sure you know where to go and who to trust with your health. And that's the Bone and Joint Institute at boneandjointtn.org. Also, BetMGM. Download the app today. Code ATOZ Sports. The final four is set. You got uh, the, the four teams. UCLA snuck in, which is pretty amazing. But also Baylor, Houston, and the Zags. That is your final four. You can bet live on those games. BetMGM, promo code ATOZ Sports. So I like knowing who people like with their draft crush because I, I usually have a draft crush every year when it comes to uh, a wide receiver position or maybe a corner sometimes uh so sherlock says nico collins and daz newsom nico collins from michigan uh, is a name to think about uh jarell says his draft crush is elijah moore uh elijah moore for for steven uh lane says the guy out of purdue who is rondale moore uh, who is very similar to a Kadarius Tony style. Um, let's see. Uh, I'm trying to find more wide receiver draft crushes. Uh, Deami Brown from North Carolina. Tutu Atwell from Louisville. I know former Titans wide receiver Harry Douglas, who's also from Louisville, is big and high on Tutu Atwell, but might be biased there. But Tutu Atwell. Zach, what do you think? Well, mine's easy. Mine's Elijah Moore because of Ole Miss and all the things that he does. Right. I think it's going to be a struggle for the Titans to be in the position to take him. I think he would be the perfect fit because they are Corey Davis-less and also Adam Humphreys-less. They that would fit in perfectly for what they need. And it would put a lot more strain on Josh Reynolds because you now have, like, he's your starting wideout on the outside. But that's why you paid him in free agency – uh, the little bit of money you did to go get him. But Elijah Moore is my draft crush. I just, I, I get smitten when I hear and talk about him. Oh, I don't dislike it. I don't dislike it. So just to, to name some of these guys, you know, I like Rashad Bateman a lot. Um, I think he is a good combo of a Corey Davis from the length that he provides, but a AJ Brown type yards after the catch and skills. Now I'm not saying he has AJ Brown's skill set, but he's similar to AJ Brown's skill set and how he can run those in cutting routes and run away from people. So I like Rashad Bateman. Now, if I'm going deep, if I'm actually really going deep into this draft and looking at who I like mid to late rounds, I'm going to stay in the SEC. And Zach, it's a guy who had awful quarterback play his entire career and awful overall situations but still burned the Tennessee Volunteers over and over and over and put up some good numbers overall. I like Shai Smith out of South Carolina. And I'm talking ah. like fourth, fifth round slot guy. Shai Smith was productive for the last three years at South Carolina with a rotating door uh, at quarterback for the Gamecocks. I think Shai Smith at 5'10", 190, shifty, uh, yards after the catch, pretty good with that. I think Shai Smith would be a really, really good draft pick in the mid to late rounds for the Titans, who I think can come in and be productive uh, with the Titans in a, in a smaller role. He's not, he's not, you know, this amazing, incredible wide receiver draft pick, but he needs to be the second wide receiver drafted by the Titans. But I, I do like his ability and what he can bring. I like that pick. A couple of South Carolina games that I watched, including that the thriller uh, at Ole Miss, also watched that Tennessee game. But yeah, I, I think he, 
I think that would be I would be okay with that. I think he's a night he he does exactly what they would need if they weren't to take a a slot guy earlier. Um I like that. A lot of people like Tylen Wallace out of Oklahoma State, uh Deami Brown out of North Carolina. Uh Sage Surratt, I think is pretty in- intriguing uh from the college football factory of Wake Forest. Sage Surratt's a bigger body uh there too. So USC's got some wide receivers so I do think Scary Shai- Terry from Florida State. Now, I didn't watch a lot of Florida State games, but uh, Tamarion Terry. Uh, and they didn't get a lot of play just because of what the up-and-down season Florida State was. But uh, value, this is a deep wide receiver class. I'm very, very curious to see how John Robinson plays it. Yeah, I, I think um, the ideal situation is for the Titans to draft somebody in the first or second round at wide receiver and then hit another one in the fourth or fifth. I, I think that's kind of the nice balance on uh on on how the titans can approach the wide receiver and i still think and jack and i talked about this last week zach josh palmer from tennessee is a good idea late round as well josh palmer was cost a lot of opportunity by awful quarterback play at tennessee and i think he has a skill set that will have him have a better nfl career than he had a college career where do you think he'll get drafted Sixth, like, seventh, maybe undrafted. I mean, who knows? He ran fast, which is good. Sub four, five. He's big. He's strong. Um, he's got to clean up some of his routes, but uh, he's got ability to go up and get the football and catch the ball outside of his body wide catch radius. And I think he was the most polished wide receiver of the Callaway Jennings Palmer trio from two years ago. When it comes to playing the position that well, Palmer's got the higher ceiling highest ceiling of those three guys. Callaway got his some time. Yeah, and Callaway did really well with the Saints. And I think Tennessee, he'll have a better pro career than he did Tennessee career as well. I think Josh Palmer uh, can have uh, some pretty decent upside. Sean Payton and the guys down in New Orleans, they look at Tennessee and say, all right, they're not using them right. Maybe we can. (laughs) Now, how much of that is Drew Brees? We'll, We'll find that out fairly quickly. All right, Zach, are you ready for Shade? Yeah, I've got it. I'm, I'd like to go first because I have to get this off my chest. And this mm. is a this is one of the biggest shades uh, in recent years. Really? It is. And it's okay. a shade on myself. Oh, I like that. I like the accountability. But first, let me tell you about Renters Warehouse and RentersWarehouse.com. That's where you need to go to find out how much your home can rent for because there are so many different ways Renters Warehouse can help you, uh, whether it's create extra cash flows for you and your family, get better long-term equity by renting out your property instead of selling it. If you're currently renting, find yourself in a better situation than you're currently in renting. If your rent's too high, go to Renters Warehouse. If you want a bigger house to rent, a smaller house to rent, go to RentersWarehouse.com right there at RentersWarehouse.com. This is also the ability for you guys to throw shade. So throw shade in the comment section and Twitter Periscope. Periscope's going away. We're curious to see how Twitter is going to work tomorrow because this is the last day of March. So make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. We are streaming on Twitch, YouTube, and Facebook, and we'll see about Twitter tomorrow. So hang tight with us and also download the BetMGM app, ATOZ Sports, right there. That is your promo code. Before you dive into this, I did have a thought this morning about Periscope. What if this is like a big April Fool's joke? No, they've been hemorrhaging money for some time. Uh, it, I've looked into it because okay. it, it's a. I amp- just thought that. I mean, pro- like, like it's you know super. Uh, I don't trust people this time of year. <laughs> just because, like, oh, the last day of Periscope, but April Fool's. Just kidding. It's gonna go. For, I, I don't know. I mean. April Fool's joke. Maybe we can have a topic about this tomorrow. Are they? Are they? Should they be dead? Should we retire April Fools? Because, like, uh, well, uh, let's talk about it. Okay. Uh, let's see. Ronnie says shade on Kevin Durant, and Mike Rappaport for acting like a bunch of five-year-olds on Twitter and Instagram. I did see a little well, bit. of Five-year-olds are on Instagram and Twitter. Has always been about like acting like five-year-olds. And Kevin Durant has always done that. That's yes. just KD. Uh, Danny says throwing shade at my madness brackets because they're all horrible. So are mine. I had Illinois winning the whole thing. <laughs> that didn't work. Datsun predicts my shade is at myself for not buying stock in Bitcoin. That is not it. I did not buy stock in Bitcoin. And I remember I had the chance to buy it when it was at uh, 
I think it was fifteen thousand dollars, maybe nine thousand dollars. Was My this, buddy bought was this it like three years 3, ago? Thousand dollars. We were talking about this like a couple of years ago. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. But missed opportunity. I, I I buy stocks. It's a little bit more secure. But Bitcoin. I, I'm not. I'm not out on crypto. I think that crypto will start uh, making waves here in the next several years. Jeff says shade on NCAA kicking the Oregon State Beavers out of their hotel in the middle of the night at 1.15 a.m. and telling them to catch a flight right back after losing. Jeff, I agree with that. I did read that. Did you read that? No, I missed it. They had to, they essentially back to the hotel, pack your things and leave. They caught the red eye back to Eugene because I think that's where the airport is. And where is Oregon State? What's the city? Corvallis. Corvallis. They had to drive back to Corvallis after they they flew back. That is unbelievable. Now, the NCAA makes a ton of mistakes, and we didn't really get into the uh, the other NCAA debacle earlier on. Another, another note, the Baylor women's head coach saying that they should stop COVID testing in the Final Four because these girls have worked their heart outs to get to that point, and they should just throw out COVID testing. Bold strategy there. Just, just throw out regardless. health protocol. Obviously, she doesn't know about liability. <laughs> oh, how about this shade from Brad? Throwing big shade at himself for being in a great position to win the A to Z Sports Bracket Challenge, but won't be able to win a possible tiebreaker for not completing his tiebreaker score. Oh, man. That oh, man. is killer. Uh, let's check this real quick. Yeah, you go go find the. Uh, let's let's figure out what this is. I'm right here. So then we need to get to your shade. Uh, yes, T- uh, tournament. I don't want a second chance. I want the regular tournament. That's the one thing about ESPN. I don't yeah, well, want to try to get chance. you to fill out more stuff. Right, uh, touche on that. All right, so here we are. Yeah, groups A to Z Sports 2021. We got over uh, 200 people in this. For a chance to win cold hard cash. B Hunter, 81. He is in the lead, tied with Daniel Chadwick. Both of them have Gonzaga to win it. This is interesting. Now let's look at these real quick. I don't know if we'll be able to look at their um their actual bracket. Yes, we will. No, we won't. Uh, they won't allow to do that. But uh, those are the two in the hunt uh, opportunity there. So, all right. That do you aside, know where you are in the standings? Uh, I'm probably dead last. I stopped looking at it once Illinois lost. All right. I'm 107. Where am I? <laughs> I'm still looking for you. 107th. I mean, that's not terrible. It's mid-pack. Uh, yeah, but it's not great either. Keep, all right, go ahead with your shit. Where am I? I'm still looking, man. There's five pages of this stuff. I got to control F this thing. Okay, fair. All right, here's my shade. I do need your attention, Austin, for this shade. You've got my attention. I'm listening. This is accountability. And I admit when I'm wrong. That is one thing that I have to do. It is a moral duty to myself and to this company. And Austin, I'm going to take this toboggan off. Yeah. I'm here to apologize to you. Oh. Austin, I've been wrong over the last couple of years. And this hurts me to say because yesterday I looked this up and it confirmed uh, my incorrectness. Philip Rivers has only been to one AFC championship game, not two. And I've been giving you uh, crap but he never played the Pittsburgh Steelers in the AFC Championship game. That was in the divisional round right before the AFC Championship. Phillip Rivers lost his singular solo AFC Championship game to the New England Patriots by the final score in that game. It was 21-12. to 12. He never played in another one. So this is shade on Zach Bingham for being wrong over and over and over again about Philip Rivers' AFC Championship appearance record. It's 0-1, not 
Uh, it's not something like, obviously the amount of times you've asked me that question and the fact that I've never gotten it right, even though it was incorrect to begin with, told you how little I cared well, about I, this thing. I know. <clears throat> That's interesting. That's interesting. So you were dead wrong about that for so long. This was my redemption day because I had to wear my toboggan today because I hadn't paid off that. And I had I had to cleanse myself today. So I am cleansed. I'm caught up on my magic bucket and I have admitted my wrongs. That is my shade, shade on myself. My shade, Zach, goes to the Michigan Wolverines for being and playing some of the worst offensive basketball I think I've seen in a long time down the stretch of that Elite Eight game last night. Michigan missed. It's last eight shots. They might as well have called a timeout that they no longer had because that's how big of a choke job Michigan had with Jawan Howard as head coach not being able to get the ball in the damn basket. And not only did they miss eight shots, they, they missed four layups. Four layups. They missed a jumper by Johns, a layup by Wagner. Dickinson sucked the entire time down the stretch. Couldn't make any free throws either. He missed the layup. Smith missed the layup. Wagner missed the three. Brooks missed the layup that was contested, but he still should have made that. Then the last two three-pointers weren't even freaking close, and Franz Wagner looked like a complete fool. Like he looked like Carlton on the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air for a game-tying three and didn't even hit the backboard. And yes, Rob, you're correct. I lost a bet. My bet was Gonzaga minus five and a half and parlayed with Michigan minus three and a half. And damn it, if they could just make their layups and free throws, kids, I would have woken up $150 richer this morning. But Michigan, shade on you. I bet on Michigan twice this year, and it's been in both of their worst performances of the entire year where they lost last night to freaking UCLA and when they lost at the end of the regular season to Michigan State when they had no business losing to Sparty. Shade on you, Michigan, and the Big Ten can go to hell. Oh, that was uh, – Michigan fans are not surprised waking up this morning. They are upset. But this is the one thing when you play basketball, Austin. This is what they teach you at a young age. This defines being a good basketball player. A lot of people are average basketball players, right? But a good, and this doesn't define you being a great basketball player. Great basketball players, they go up in the moment. Good and regular basketball players stay the same or go down. But to be a good basketball player, you have to be able to finish at the rim with both hands and they couldn't do that they can't finish at the rim layup drills that's why they make you do layup drills from the right and left side finish at the rim it'll win you games it'll punch tickets to final fours but if you can't do that no soup for you just unreal unreal and now we get to get so excited for gonzaga and 11 seed ucla they're gonna UCLA, get raced yeah ucla is gonna get gonna get boat raced for sure or they're gonna muck it up and make it the most painful game for any of us to watch like that's what that's what mick cronin does he just makes games miserable to watch by how he plays and coaches basketball <laughs> and that's not what i want to watch in the elite eight and in the final four Michael says, did you see this? Shout out to Strand for fixing his teeth gap. Did you see that? I mean, I think he, uh, I think that's deserving of shade. Like, should he have fixed that or should he have kept going? Well, what he said is he's always wanted to do that. But, you know, as everybody was like, hey, man, it's part of your brand. You're Michael Strand. Like, but he, he, he looks said, like a completely different person. He looks different. No, he looks like a completely different person. I mean, because his teeth are just like pearly white now, too. And on top of that, his gap's gone. Yeah. I don't know how I feel like that. Oh, 
Stacy says it's an April Fool's. I don't know. He put a lot into that. That's a really good April Fool's joke if that's the case. I hope so because I feel like Michael Strahan would lose money by fixing his teeth. But he would make a ton of money if it was an April Fool's joke. Yes. That is genius. I didn't think about that. It's like, and Ethan says it's like Davis shading his unibrow that he tried to do that. The April Fool's joke. Ah, that's a good one, Stacy. Maybe that is the case. That didn't even cross my mind while I watched that video. Yeah. I'm, I'm, we'll talk about April Fool's tomorrow. That's all I got to say. And we'll find out if Michael Strahan has a gap in his teeth. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, well, oh, TMZ is reporting it. Is that, is that also an April Fool's joke from you, Corey? Well, uh, let's let's just. You know, my, yeah, m- TMZ is saying Michael Strahan fixes iconic uh, iconic tooth gap. So TMZ, I mean, I'm not saying it's completely reliable, but it's pretty reliable. And then also very uh, reliable. Two years ago, Michael Strahan's ex wife seeking over five hundred thousand dollars in child support. That's side note on TMZ. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, we'll see what happens. We'll wake up on April 1st and see if Periscope's still living or not or what happens with Twitter. And again, make sure you're uh, subscribed to our YouTube channel so you get the same content over there. But we'll find out what happens with that. Uh, make sure you tune in to Buck Rising coming up at 10, A to Z Sports Primetime uh, tonight at 8 p.m. with Buck as well. The Podcast Network has new content out there with the Titan Up Podcast. Uh, they're always fantastic. And then uh, A to Z Sports Nashville.com. For any and updated Vols, Preds, good good Preds stuff from Alex Doherty as the Preds have now won six in a row. I almost bet on that last night, Zach, because the Preds' money line was plus 100. I almost did it. They won in overtime. Ellie Tolvanen, big-time goal. You can see that goal on our social media. But the Preds, red hot, coming into April. All right, let's wrap it up. We'll see you tomorrow morning on a Titans Thursday. See you guys. Thanks. Adios.